Well, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is, is it Publicity Talk by publicist Diana Prince? Is that what I'm calling it? Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince. I'm still going to be forever saying that. It's going to be forever etched in my mind. So, doing my podcast from my living room. It's still dark. It's a bit different, but I'm unable to do it in my bedroom right now. So it's just a little bit after 4.30 in the morning, you guys. I think the time changed and I'm not really used to that because I grew up in Arizona. So we don't do that there. So I'm just kind of, I don't know what time it would normally be. I don't know. I just know it's 4.30 in the morning. So um, I'm sitting in my favorite chair. I'm very comfortable right now. And I just opened the balcony door open, uh, cracked it open a little, and I hear a bird out there singing. The sun is not up. Nope, it is not up. So, good morning. I haven't done my podcast in a while. I've been trying to make time for it. Um, so, anyways, it's just all about making it a priority and getting it done. But usually when I first wake up in the morning, no matter what time it is, it could be three, four, five. I'm just totally business focused. So I have to remember that doing my podcast every day is good for several reasons. And one of them is that it kind of just gets me motivated for my day. It kind of sets the tone for my day. So I'm very... uh, you know, motivated to do it as often as I can because I get motivation from it. And if nothing else, it kind of just clears my mind and gets, gets me ready. Like I said, for my morning. Um, so anyways, I'm used to laying in bed doing this. It's different being in my comfy chair. Uh, so good morning to everybody. Thank you for all the support on my podcast and on all of my things that I'm doing on social media. So today's topic is basically I want to go over what I'm focused on right now. I'm pretty sure anybody who has followed my work for a while and definitely my fans um, that I've had for a while and probably even people who recently became my fans can see what I'm doing now. Even if you didn't know exactly what I was doing before, you can kind of see um, what I'm doing now, because I splatter it (laughs) all over the internet every time I'm doing something positive, which is pretty much everything I'm doing in my career is positive, or I wouldn't be doing it. So, um, you know, I've changed some things, and uh, major changes, and just for anybody who's just curious, um, being nosy, Um, financially, everything is pretty much stayed the same, which isn't exactly thrilling, but I look at it like this. There's no way that I could do the things that I was doing as often as I was doing them, um, for pay because I don't work for free when it comes to my clients or they wouldn't be a client. They'd be, it'd be trade. Um, when I look back to the amount of work, you know, that was involved in that. And, you know, I'm making money, so I'm working. But it was more along the lines of, I'm just going to eliminate this slowly with a plan and then replace it with something else or other things. And to realistically be able to pull that off, it was like, okay, first thing I'm thinking of is financial, obviously. So... Because of a plan I created based upon the way I was feeling about what I was doing and feeling about the things that I wanted to do more of and wanted to start doing in general, I just started saying, you know, there's just no way that I could do all of these things. That would be impossible for me because of the fact that there, there is only so many hours in a day and it's impossible. Something would have to be eliminated something has to be eliminated to cut down time on something still means that I'm involved in it 
but it does free up, you know, additional time to either start something new, you know, a new aspect to my career, start um, spending more time on something that was already existing. Um, so again, more time, that means, I mean, I can't add hours to my day. And I think I work a good amount of hours every day, seven days a week. And I just can't see like, okay, well, I'm going to increase it. Because as an example, doing the type of photo shoots that I was doing with the type of clients that I was doing, getting paid the amount I was getting paid, it's a lot of work. And styling hair, it's not the same as getting booked and going somewhere to do hair. It's not the same as getting booked just to do hair and a client comes to me. When I'm the photographer, so much more is involved, obviously. And this is all done in my home for the most part, even if we go outdoors to shoot. The initial styling and everything is done in my home. So there's so many added elements, which means all this additional work. And then, excuse me, it's not necessarily the actual styling and photography. It's it's the setup and the preparation, yes, but it's the post work. It's the post work. It's not like I've styled someone's hair and that's it. You know, it's not like I've styled someone's hair and taken a couple pictures. Here's your unedited pictures, which I would never do. Um, and let's call it a day. And often I had clients, excuse me, one client in particular where I was always providing more than just a few edits per look. So again, as an example, if they were to do three looks, it's not just about planning, which has to be done. The outfits, the hair, the sets, setting up everything, building sets, ironing the clothes, whatever, steaming them, making sure everything is ready, having the accessories out, and then styling their hair, photo posing them, photographing them. That takes, you know, it can take a matter of hours, but if somebody's doing two looks, three looks, obviously that time is going to increase. But then, you know, you call it a day, they call it a day, and then my work is just beginning all over for me. So I'm sure everybody knows that that's the process. It's very logical. It's very common. Um, there's nothing spectacular to you know, spectacularly, <laughs> okay, um, difficult about it. There's nothing that's uniquely difficult about it. I wouldn't say it's difficult, quote unquote, but I would say that it's a lot of work. So every time, if somebody does three looks, that's three different sets, three different outfits, three different looks, three different sets of images that I have to edit. And if I'm providing them more than a handful, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Even if you take a minute per image. And there were times that I loved an image so much, I was actually spending, I would spend an hour, an hour of a process just to edit a single image. And of course, this was me wanting to be a perfectionist or being a perfectionist, wanting to provide the best that I can because I'm not a professional photographer. And I just think that a lot of my pictures came out extraordinarily well and still do. Um, and plus publication, definitely, which is such a big reason um, why a lot of my clients came, came to me, most of them. But anyway, moving on, it's a lot of work. So it's not just doing the hair and leaving or they leave. It's not just taking the pictures and I'm done. You know, some photographers don't edit. <clears throat> Excuse me. They'll give you the pictures right then and there. Or they'll say, here's all the pictures. And if you need something edited by me, then let me know which ones. You do what you want. You can edit them or not. And see, I never work that way because I don't want unedited images of my work out there. I, I don't want ed unedited images of me as a model I mean it would have to be a really freaking great image and I'm not saying that images like that don't serve purpose for sneak peeks things like that but no I'm never going to give 
the rights um, and permission to for a model who has no clue about editing to add some filters and no sorry I don't I don't roll that way and I really appreciate the photographers who have done that with me because they've seen my level of editing and at least I would say um, you know the very least it's decent you know it's good enough where they've given me the okay I rarely have had a photographer say no to something like that especially after they've seen what I can do and their camera equipment everything is expensive more expensive way more expensive than what I have so the pictures are really good quality so easy for me to edit them you know it's not something I'm running to do I would rather have a qualified photographer who is truly a professional and edits all the images but if my other choice is to get permission to edit images that are really good images that are high quality hey I can turn them into something fabulous because of the fact that the image was originally taken so well and the lighting was good anyway so back to what I was saying it's just amount about juggling time and things like that so even if I were you know in a perfect world say okay well I'm still gonna style models as often as I was and as many models as I was on a regular basis if I were to spend an hour at an additional hour to my day or week that's just an hour for, to do what I mean it can take me an hour to set up you know so then I don't then what I mean it can just I can just spend an hour doing somebody's hair just a hairstyle so it's you know it's not as simple as well I'll just add an, an extra hour into my work day you know to do this because then it comes down to editing and there can be a single picture that's a really really great picture that I'll spend 30 minutes on or an hour just on one picture so again I'm adding an hour would be like adding an hour to complete more of what I'm already doing to give time to things that I'm already doing but to bring in a new aspect to my career a new career into my overall career it's like where's the where's the time gonna come from I have to eliminate time so it wouldn't be about adding the time it would be actually eliminating which I started doing slowly I completely I'm sure some of you notice who's, who's followed my work if you're listening uh, I doubt it but um, you know I used to have group shoots and this wasn't necessarily when I was doing the photography but I'm saying I cut down on things like that for a reason well for lots of reasons and you know just one of the reasons that I've never really talked about it's just the time that's involved you know and planning and having five models and two photographers at my house and organizing everything and organizing everyone and making sure everybody gets their pictures it was so much post work you know involved and then all the models want to be published so I have to wait on edits get edits I have to submit I have to get everybody to sign release forms I mean believe me it's, it was a lot of work when I was just styling and I was the event event planner and I was the hostess you know but I was also assisting I was also co po you know uh, coaching their poses facial expressions I mean there's just so many for every single model it's additional work obviously additional work that yes I'm getting paid for but I was only charging to do hair so it wasn't like I was saying, well, I'm going to tack on this much because I was creative director, because I was set decorator, because I was the, the assistant, because I hosted this, you know, and like I said, event planner, there's event planners that don't do anything with the styling or cooking or anything. They plan the event and they get paid to do that. So there's so many roles that I was taking on that I took on. And I had to to make all of these things happen to be able to make my money to do hairstyling so it was kind of like this is what I've gotten into this is what I've been offering this is what people expect 
And then it just became to the point where I had individual clients, returning clients, and individual brand new clients that wanted to book shoots and I had no photographer. So again, regardless to how much the photographer, which they were doing it for trade, um, but if there was money involved or whatever, the times that I tipped them or I gave them half of what I was making or we did specialty shoots at like um, hotels and, you know, we both got paid equally, the photographer and me as a stylist. But again, I was planning everything, getting everyone together, doing the deposits. But no matter what I'm, what about the money, what I'm saying is I can't, without a photographer agreeing to do, agreeing to do the shoot and doing it, I could not get paid to style. So it was like, okay, I'm actually losing money here because of the fact that that's the only way that I can get paid. I don't get paid for doing set decorating for people or, you know, being an event coordinator and planner. So it was like, unless I get all of this together, I can't actually make my money. And then it goes, it comes down to and, and went down to, I'm actually only making money to do hair. And that was like showing my dedication to number one, getting myself established in the business. And two, I love styling hair. So it shows you like, I'd rather be styling than to not be styling. I'd rather make what I was making and do all this additional work. And I proved that for years. And so I, you know, mainly because of the amount of work and after doing it for years and getting myself established, um, perfecting certain hairstyles that obviously, you know, in the beginning, it, they weren't something that I was perfect at doing. I couldn't do them perfectly. After years, yes, obviously I developed those skills and my clientele base and things like that. And then there became a certain point where even where I was working with individual models, I did not have one photographer available. And it just started being often. And it was like, wait a minute. So that's why I transitioned into doing the photography. And then, you know, it was like, okay, not only am I done with having group shoots because of the amount of models it became my outlook overall like it's just too much drama working with amateur models I'm not saying that there's no drama at all working with professional models I'm saying you cut down on the drama and you cut down on the bullshit when you work with professionals why because this is something that they're used to doing they're used to being professional in a business manner often this is not a hobby for them. They are not taking this with a grain of salt. And I will say this, there are plenty of people who do pin up as a hobby and plenty of girls I worked with that do pin up as a hobby and they took it very seriously and they were very prof professional. So you have to understand, I'm dealing with the masses. I'm dealing with the general public here. I'm saying when I had my pin up academy, <coughs> excuse me, so and it, it was just so much more involved in working with them than just doing their hair and they left, you know, so much more. And being the middleman in the communication process with photographers who photographed them through me. And there was just so many, you know, there's so many people who don't know the power of communication and how you cannot be a professional if you don't communicate properly, if you're unable to be reached, if you you know, it's not professional. It has nothing to do with the definition of professionalism. And there were people who would get into pinup and make all of, they were so excited and they wanted to do all of these shoots and all of these things. And then one single thing happened and that all changed. All of these plans, all of their excitement or someone like a spouse or someone in their life says, wait a minute, you're not getting paid to model. They know nothing about the business. They aren't considering at all that you are a complete amateur. You have no experience. You have no skills whatsoever. You have no knowledge about the business. You know, you've never done this and they're expecting you to get paid. 
Anyways, I don't, I don't really feel like you have to know how the business works. That just makes sense. You go to a photography studio at the mall or up the street from your house, you pay them. Very simple. It's no different. You're not modeling for anyone when you're an amateur, but yourself. You're trying to gain experience, knowledge, right? And skills. Well, you have to pay to do that. You have to pay to do that when you're working with professionals and you're not, bottom line. So even when two professionals come together, there's always money involved, period. There's money involved in every type of shoot, big or small, amateur, professional, or a mixture of, of, of all the above. There's always money involved to produce. But there are people that would stop modeling because someone said something negative about the pinup industry when the thing that that person said may be a fact and they're giving their negative opinion about a fact, about a fact that has been there, that was there when that this person started, that they've known about. So it didn't bother you when you first found out. You continue to do it and now because of someone's opinion. So you get people like that. You get people that um, want to book shoots and think that there's no, they have no obligation. So they think there's no consequences when they cancel last minute. They think that their, their excuse is unique, which it is not because I've heard it all. There's consequences when you book the time of a professional and you cancel, period. If you are paying them, they are out of money. And there are things that they can't take back doing, like clearing their day. Maybe they could have booked someone else, but you were first. Um, maybe this was the only day that they had to do something like that. And they chose to book the appointment that you wanted. And now it's the night before or the day of, for goodness sakes. And there is no replacing you. And they've cleared their entire day. You can't get back the time and the work that it took to set up for someone. All the planning that you did. It might have taken in a month. It might have taken a week to plan for one individual client. For one individual model. So, you know, all you can't get that time back. So time is money. That's why these people charge. And for all the photographers that do not charge and shoot trade, offer trade willingly, um, whether it's to select models only or whether it's to everyone or whether it's once in a blue moon, um, their time is still worth something because they're not charging you, you know, I would say, especially if it's something that you really wanted to do, it was your project, but even more so, obviously they're going to take it to heart when it's something they really wanted to do. They spent all this time researching you, communicating with you, planning ahead for you, and then boom. And if there was no money involved, so, you know, it's like they're still taking a loss is my point of their time and their planning and clearing their day and scheduling time for you. And then, it, you know, honestly, the list goes on and on and, you know, talking about this, I feel so good because it seems like it was so long ago that I had to deal with any of these problems. Just like people having spouses run, quote unquote, run their career of which they do not have a career and still don't to this day. So obviously I must have known something. Um, I must have been correct, but they're letting their spouse who knows very little or next to nothing or nothing about the pinup industry and the business side of it. Um, there are people who made major decisions to do something or to actually to not do something um, based upon the opinions of people like their friends who have never ever been in pinup a day in their life. If they knew anything about pinup, they might know about Marilyn Monroe or Betty Page. That's it. They don't know about poses, facial expressions, what garters to wear, what hairstyles go with what outfits, nothing. They also, which is totally separate, know absolutely nothing about the business. Nothing. 
So, and these are the people that you're relying on. These are the people's opinions that matter the most to you. And it's like, oh, I don't want that type of hairstyle anymore. You know, I wonder, it's probably because somebody said something to you. So these are the type of people I don't want to work with whatsoever. Because working with a professional model, which I've been doing for a year and a half now, is so different. If talk about refreshing and enlightening and just interesting conversation and look forward to seeing her every single time. And that's the honest to God truth. I honestly look forward to seeing her for more than just a client, but as a client as well. And her outlook towards everything is of a professional. How her hair is, how she can't do certain things to her hair, how she doesn't have any tattoos for a reason because of her career, how she, all just all of these things, oh, I can't do this, oh, I have to talk to my agent about that. That's when you have a career as a pinup. And I've never heard her say anything, not to say that there, this isn't a factor, but about her spouse. I have never once heard her say anything about his involvement in her career. And as far as like, he makes the decisions on what clothes she buys and things like that. I just haven't. I'm saying if it works for you, it works for you. There's so many professionals, that's a key word, in the business where their main photographer or their only photographer is their husband. There are so, Bernie Dexter, she's one of them. There are so many people in the industry, um, in the entertainment industry where their spouse um, is or was their manager um, or their publicist is their best friend, you know, or their main interior decorator, you know, and this is a high society person always being photographed, their homes being photographed, you know, their main decorator is, it happens to be like their best friend. And, you know, they take them along with them through their the ladder of success that they go through, up the ladder. And, you know, I look at people like that. So it's common. I'm not saying that it's uncommon. It's definitely common. But these are professionals. And believe me, there's a team involved when you get to that level. It's not just your publicist or just your manager. It's like, you know, there's a whole bunch of people involved in, in a team of a successful um, artist or celebrity or talent, the talent, the artist. So, and that's what it comes down to. Most professionals that I met in so many ways, they are more than just the talent. They are an artist, but at the same time, they listen to what their manager says. They listen to what their agent says. And when they go to model for certain things, they might model in something that they absolutely love so much. They might model in something that they really do not like. I wouldn't say hate, hate, but you can't tell me there is not a professional model out there at whatever level in being a professional because there's different levels um, and different types of modeling, but you cannot tell me there is not one professional model in history that has never modeled something she truly did not like that she truly disliked for whatever reason the color the way it fit the material um whatever you know it was too big it was too small it fit perfect but they hated the pattern whatever it happens you know um and with within penup it's it's so much more different at times because if you go to a full service studio they're going to make suggestions um, based upon their wardrobe and they're going to prepare things and take out things in your size. If you're doing a boudoir shoot, shoot, they'll take out the lingerie. If you're, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They take out wardrobe according to the style, the era and your size. And maybe what color is going to look best on you if, if they're to that level and you know, everything's done, but you get to choose, you know, unless you just say, do whatever, work your magic, you're the one that's going to choose what you're wearing. And oftentimes in pinup models, very often choose or clients choose what they want and they bring what they want. 
So it's that does not work with other types of modeling, I'm here to tell you. And there are times where you're going to model for a company as a product model, and they're going to send you all of these products, and you can give them away as gifts to family members so your family can enjoy them. And that might bring business to the to the business because your family's going to say, oh, I really love that beauty bar or I really love those sunglasses. I'm going to go order some more, you know, or they wear them or use it and somebody asks and they tell them about the company and that person. So that's one way. Another way is flat out reselling the things you wore it once or maybe they sent you so many things and you model them, them took pictures and you sell them and you make money. You're not even making your money back because you didn't even spend any money to begin with. So you're making like all profit. And then there's, um, obviously you'll use those things, <laughs> you know, you model in them, but you keep them. You really love the dress. So you wear it, you want to keep it and wear it again. You know, you really love, um, their body oils or their body baths, bombs, and you want to keep them and you want to use them. So you keep them. Um, there's so many different ways that people, but there are times that you're going to receive things that you don't want to keep. There are times that I receive dresses. This is rare from the company that I model for. I would say out of 10 dresses, there might be one. And this is not even all the time. I'm just saying on average, out of a hundred dresses, maybe say five, maybe or so, um, maybe 10, then, then that would leave 90 that, that I loved. So it's a very low amount that I just didn't like and very even smaller amount that I was like, I don't like this at all because we have some sort of communication before they send me what they send me. And if they are curious to whether I'm interested in modeling and something, they'll ask me before they send it. And um, it's just like with the sizes, my sizes always come in perfect because we've been working together for a while and they know my sizes. And I check the charts when it's a new or different manufacturer. They ask me to do that to make sure. So back to working with professionals, um, it's just such a different thing. I think that most people are serious when their money is concerned. I don't want to say amateurs aren't, but again, it's the entire frame of mind of a professional that makes it different. They don't mess with people's time. They don't cause drama because they know how the business works. And it's not just about learning the poses and getting dolled up and, ooh, I was in a magazine. That's not the business. Especially if you've never submitted and never been on the business end. You've never booked any shoots with any photographers on your own. Everything's been done through me or through a stylist. Um, you do not know anything about the business side. And I wouldn't expect anyone around you to therefore know because, <laughs> you know, but again, I cannot work with people who are putting so much power in the hands of their spouse and friends or family. And these people have absolutely no idea how the business side of pinup works. And they're not the ones doing it. So I need to work with people who are very much in control of their career, what they're doing. And they're very professional. You know, honestly, I don't want to work with people who are going to bring their boyfriends over. Because, you know, it's like bringing a child over. I feel obligated to interact. I'm a people person. You're not going to be in my home, whether it's business or personal. There's not going to be a person, human being, um, when people have brought their animals to take pictures with, which, of course, I agree to and I love nothing living, breathing is going to come into my home and I'm not going to interact. I don't like people who didn't say anything ahead of time about bringing escorts. That's extremely unprofessional. I don't like people who, I mean, if I had to choose, no, I don't care how cool their spouse is. I don't need additional people around when there's a professional photo shoot going on. We're not in a huge building. We're not in a 
you know, huge photography studio with different rooms. And again, these are people who don't know anything about how the business works. So I don't think that they should have full control over your career, over someone's career. And you're an amateur. You're just starting out the people that you need to be listening to and taking advice from. And if, if you're going to give power to anyone, it needs to be them, period. And there are people who are professionals that just get that. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> there are people who obviously did not start off being a professional. And they realized in the very beginning, I've met people like that who just got it right away. And there's people who just eventually, after being through things with other people making decisions and seeing, you know, some of the negative reactions or just learning themselves, learning about how the business is on their own, they decided and learned along the way, like, okay, it's going to be best if I make these decisions on my own. It's going to be best if I take the advice of professionals who actually know what they're talking about. Um, Otherwise, why would you work with a professional if you don't respect what they have to say and their expertise, the integrity that they have, you know, the passion, the dedication for the craft, because those are the people that know what they're talking about, bottom line. And that is another reason why I stopped working with amateurs, the lack of passion. You know, it's passion, dedication, they go hand in hand. When people aren't passionate or dedicated, they drop like flies. They stop doing something on a whim, you know. Um, And then a lot of amateurs, not all of them, that I worked with, God, so, so many of them have no backbone. I'm like, why would you even enter? If you want to be a client and you want to take pictures and put and post them online, that's not getting into the modeling industry. That's not specifically getting into the pinup industry. Once you cross over and you were definitely in it as an amateur model, an amateur pinup, then the business works the way that it works. And if you don't have a backbone and then on to top it off, you don't have passion And then to top it off, you have very little confidence. I mean, geez, it's difficult, you know, for who? For someone like me, for the person who's not only styling you, but they're booking your shoots, they're, they're coaching you. They've become your personal stylist now. It's, it's just, maybe they started managing you by handing you all these opportunities, you know, without the the passion, there's no dedication. Without the dedication, the, the professionalism, co- the commitments, plans for the future that were already set in motion, production that has already began, begun, whatever, um, things like that don't matter to people like that because they're not passionate. They're not dedicated. So, hey, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Sorry, not going to do that anymore. All of our plans down the tubes. All of our, you know, because of the suggestion of one person or because of the fact that they can't take the constructive criticism that comes along with it once you enter the business side. They can't take the competition. They can't take people being brutally honest. And that is exactly why I don't suggest putting the power in someone's hands that has absolutely nothing to do with the industry and knows nothing about it. Because... They're going to tell you, you look great all the time. That's impossible. There are garments that don't suit you, even if they fit. There are hairdos that look fabulous on certain people. And yet their spouse, their friend, their family may say, Ooh, I don't really like that hairstyle on you. There are times that hairstyles might have to be a part of a shoot and they're perfect for the shoot. They go with the history. They go with the era. All things people who are professionals would know. And it may not be something that you necessarily like. As a professional, you have to go with it. You have to flow. You have to put on a smile, put on a happy face. That was another thing. I worked with somebody who was, that was completely unprofessional of them every time I turned around. And when there was other people, other models around or 
me myself was modeling around them. They constantly had this stank ass look on their face, this turned up, oh my God, you know, and I'm better than everyone type of just disgusted, just stuck up look on their face. I can't really describe it anyway. It's unpleasant. And it was like, wow, this isn't cute. Then let me tell you one thing. Another thing about professionals, I guess this depends because people will say, well, look at Mariah Carey and look at, okay, well, you're not Mariah Carey. Neither am I. We're not talking about her. I'm talking about professional models that are signed with agents and signed with managers and do modeling as their career. They, again, the power is so much in their team, the hands. Who's giving them the, the ultimate power? They are. They're initially giving that power to everyone to make these decisions. But you you don't really hear much complaining from professional models when it comes to when they're involved in a photo shoot because of the fact that you have to roll with it and they're already used to that. They're used to that. They're not, you know, you don't walk in somewhere and start making people feel uncomfortable when you're going to be around them for hours by having a, a really nasty, unpleasant, unattractive look on your face. That's not really going to get you far <laughs> in the entertainment business. I tell you, maybe at some point you can end up being that way. Hey, if that's what you want, but you have to be aware and professionals are aware of being congenial, of using manners, especially the vibe and the body language and definitely the facial expressions that they have when they're around other people. And while they're shooting, again, this stems from someone being uncomfortable with themselves and not being confident. And obviously that would not be a professional. Now, I understand about women, woman <laughs> empowerment and how pen up is for everyone. I've said that and I've proven that and it is. It's a fact. And it's like a, all ages, races, whatever. There are pinup studios and pinup photographers that specialize in pinup. And they're very much into empowerment. Okay. But they are not getting involved with the majority of their clients in the business side of the industry. Why? Because the majority of their clients are not models. Ask any professional pinup photographer that has a studio, and this is what they do full time, ask them what, who the majority of their clients are. The majority of their clients are non-professional models, non-models, non-pinup models. They want to get dolled up their clients, you know? They don't want publication. Most of them don't even think about that. They want the images. And for those that do, they're still not trying to be in the industry per se. They just want it. Hey, this photographer works with this magazine. Why not? I want to get the pictures because I want to get dolled up. I want to get professional styling. I want to be in beautiful clothes and gowns. And I want pictures for my family, for myself, for holiday gifts, whatever to look back on. Um, and hey, this photographer can actually get me published. Why not? That's the outlook. And that's completely different than somebody who's an amateur model. And an amateur model's outlook is completely different than a professional model. And that's my point. When you're an amateur, it, it is almost like, like I said, being a client. Because how involved are you? Once you become involved in the business side, that's when things change. That's what I'm saying. That's when people are going to tell you that doesn't look right on you. <laughs> because they're not your friend. They're not your spouse that thinks you look great in everything. But there are pinup studios that specialize, and it seems like that's part of their forte, um, is empowering women. Because there's, I mean, look at the before and after pictures. I mean, if that right there doesn't give you confidence and empower you, I don't know what does. It's just like with brides, the way that they want to look on their wedding day. Um, flawless, right? And you want people to make you look that way, right? And help you pose and help you with your facial expressions and give you high quality pictures of you looking your best. And see, that's the overall look of a stylist. It's not about 
um, what your friends are going to think, what your it's about what the stylist thinks is going to look best on you. It's about the photographer choosing you because they think that you have the look. It's about the photographer choosing a certain stylist because they think that they can pull off that look and that style. It's, it's a team effort. And like I said, initially you as a model, you're the one giving the power. But then after that, you have to trust in these people. You know, you have to trust these people. So, and you have to give the power to the, to the right type of people. But what I'm saying is for me, I'm not beyond empowering people. It's just not something I'm setting out to do. Working with amateur models, you very much have to stroke their ego. I mean, it's like that. that's what they want. You know, it's like they want, they want people who are paying for things think that they can pay for everything. You can't pay for somebody to give you confidence. They can help you look beautiful and make you look beautiful. And, and they can tell you that, that they think you're beautiful because they really do. But it doesn't mean that that's how you see yourself. And one snide remark from somebody in your personal life and it destroys you. I, I cannot work with people like that. <laughs> I cannot work with someone that gives total power to their spouse and says, oh, I did this because he, he, he bought this. He wants this. He, I cannot deal with that because the, their spouse, this has never been the case where they've been qualified to make any of these decisions, in my opinion. Some of the decisions, fine, but there are times I'm like, no, why, why are you doing this? You should not be doing this. These are people who I was representing who hired me and were paying me to be their manager. And I'm saying, you shouldn't do this. That's, that's not a good thing. And then lo and behold, well, my husband's doing that. Okay, well, explain to him. And see, I don't need that in my life. That's my point. And then after giving the good advice, giving examples to, to prove and back up, what do I get? They still doing the same things, even to this day. And I'm like, done. I don't regret at all not working because it causes drama. Drama, it causes me stress. It takes away because, you know, I'm already doing all of these extra things. You know, you go to a hairstylist, you pay, you get your hair done. That's it. You go to a photographer, unless they have a full service studio, you show up camera ready. You meet at a location camera ready. You shoot and you pay them or you shoot for trade. When you get the time of professionals, you're getting the expertise. And I was, char like I said, literally charging just what somebody would pay to get their hair styled. That's it. And doing all of these things. So I started thinking to myself, is it really worth all of the drama that I had to receive, you know, um, that I had to deal with every single time I was dealing with amateur models? And it was just like, it was happening so often, you know, and it really was overshadowing the amateurs, you know, and aspiring to be professional pinups that I was working with or was beginning to work with all of the negativity and drama was, was just souring me to where I've started expecting people to cancel last minute. I started expecting people to walk away from me, owing me money. You know, I worked with somebody for so long and I was there for her as a friend and I went above and beyond with gifts, gifts for her kids, just whatever dinner at my house, beers, just treated her like a friend, go in the refrigerator, get what you want. I mean, whatever. And in the end, I mean, she was always late, which caused drama because there was people involved. And I just thought, wow, this is starting to be disrespectful at, at a certain point. And always late on her payments as well. And then walked away owing me money and to this day did not feel obligated to send me a dime of what she owed me. <laughs> you know, to this day. And I treated her like a friend that was a client. And you want to talk about going above and beyond extra looks for free, free photo shoots once a month, blah, blah. I mean, there you go. And this is how I got treated. So things like that, people like that, um, and all of everything I mentioned was why I just said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Not on the scale that I was doing it at, not advertising to the pub general public 
booking shoots with people and they were randomly not keeping them. They were flaking. They were bailing out on their commitments, starting work with someone and then them not being able to handle how I am with business, which is how professionals can be and is common, which is serious. I'm serious about business. They can't handle it. So boom, all the plans, all the production, all the time and money spent down the drain. Goals never achieved, production never completed. I've, man, if that wasn't enough for me to say I'm done, then you know what? All of that plus, you know, or that plus all the above was why I said I'm not doing this anymore. So I couldn't make that change overnight, but I made the change and I'm very happy. My, I mean, it feels like it was so long ago. It really does. And that makes me feel so good. <laughs> and I'm working with two models exclusive for, exclusively right now, meaning them and only them. I'm not actively and I, nor have I been actively looking for models, clients in so long. I'm still writing my columns, um, as a, a a columnist as a writer, my columns remain important. They're just as important to me today as they were the first day that I was given my own columns. And being able to have options with my columns really, really helps me. Because of course, there's a million girls that want to be in the magazines that I write for and that I'm in and I've gotten people in, um, but they don't want to pay, which is interesting to be styled to do photo shoots. So, hey, you know, I can interview people. There's a million professionals in the pinup industry, um, in different fields of the industry that I can interview and feature in my columns. And to this very day, I'm still a model myself, which brings me to the second thing that I've really been focusing on for the past year. I made a decision over a year ago. I started to implement my plan and for a year, I've been living that plan. I've been really doing a lot of product modeling, trying to increase my uh, presence on social media, building my fan base, building my following numbers, um, getting that number up there high for several reasons, and just, you know, trying to obviously still model for different companies. But again, it takes time. You have to be dedicated. I am... I feel like I'm a full-time model for Atomic Jane clothing. And with the amount of clothes, and it was like the only real significant break I had was when I was, was when the holidays were here, not I, but when the holidays were here and they were, had some downtime because their manufacturers did. And then the Chinese new year, and now, boom, that first order, they send me 12 brand new dresses, beautiful dresses, 12. And they're waiting for me, I think, to get done with these because they're sending me uh, lingerie and corsets next again. So we're back to <laughs> the lingerie and corsets, which I'm very excited always, even with the dresses, whatever, all of it. Um, so I've made the the, the transition into that. And I remember when I went to them and I said, I want to go full force on um, being a product model. I want to mainstream this area of my career. I want to, to do it for this company. I want to do it for other companies. And um, <clears throat> basically, it started bringing me in extra income. Now, again, it takes time, right? Well, to first even start working for these companies, but it takes production. And no matter how easy it is, no matter how much fun it is, I still have to do everything I would do for a photo shoot plus more because now I'm taking self-portraits. I'm taking product shots of myself. So I had to learn more, which I already had some knowledge um, from working with so many photographers, so many professionally talented photographers and I learned from them and I paid attention and I purposely wanted to learn. I even had people come over and teach me how to um, work my brand new camera. I paid a photographer. I tipped him for teaching me and then the other two uh, volunteered during a shoot that we were having to teach me some things about my brand new camera. So, you know, the lighting, I already had things like that 
but it was about learning more about the lighting and the type of lighting that I would need and the type of poses that I would need and the type of images that I would need for product shots. It's, I would say they're different than what I need for a publication. But for the most part, most publication shots can be product shots as far as the quality is high. But all product shots do not have to be extremely high quality. And really, you have to show off the product, obviously. So the poses are going to be the same at times. And, um, you know, they can be boring at times as well. Same thing, you don't want to set with a whole bunch of props and all of these things going on. But outdoor shots are really great as well. The focus just has to be on the product. But anyways, I brought in, started bringing extra income for it, but it's a lot of work you know, just styling myself, getting the set ready, it's work, editing the images, it's work. And then if I want to take the clothing and sell it to make money, that's additional work. So none of it to me is hard. None of it is, is, uh, mind boggling even. It's pretty simple, especially when you get used to doing it every week, every day, every couple of days. Um, but there is a lot of work and communication with the company and there's the business side of it. I have to promote, there's so much communication with the company back and forth and producing the images and the content and the video, video now, that has to do with being a TV presenter. I have to talk about the products. I have to get the videos. They have to be great quality, you know, good or good quality, great lighting. I have to, you know, do some editing sometimes and send them to the company. So there's a lot of work involved with the money, but I said, I can definitely do this and I'm going to cut out working with the general public and working with so many amateur models. So that's what I've been doing for the past year. And it's supplemented the income and also the time because obviously working with less models, I had that time and I replaced that time. And with my career, I'm going to keep going full force on it because it's not going to be forever. Modeling is not going to be forever for me, for me. So it's like, while I'm there, while I'm where I'm at, and I'm sure people don't think I'm anywhere, but I I am. um, I'm at home now. But while I am where I am, I, to just to maintain it, if I don't go a step further, if I don't go a step up the ladder any higher, and I'm pent up, there's a ceiling, there's a cap, on where you can go within pinup. You can take pinup to higher places in the entertainment industry, but the, there's a cap on how successful or how many goals can be achieved within pinup as a model. So I think styling and teaching are things that I can do for way longer. And so my focus is going to be on my career right now as long as it's still going on. And as long as I still got it going on. No. Um, So that was one thing that I did. And then, um, you know, recently, and I, I, I only have like a minute and 45 seconds left to say the rest of this, but the third and final thing that I decided to do, which was more recently, um, was expand what I was doing as a manager and start to become a publicist. And that's what I've been doing. And yes, I'm getting paid to do that now. So I've completely eliminated pretty much as currently I've completely eliminated working with amateur pinups. Um, it's something that I'm just, I, like I said, I feel like it was so long ago. I'm so happy. I feel so relieved and I, you know, I'm as busy as I ever was. And if I was making a, say a little bit more than I was, you know, Hey, I'm a housewife. I'm not going to say I'm not concerned with making money because I don't work for free. I'm very much concerned about it, but I'm not trying to be this big breadwinner in our home and things like that. I would like to make more money, of course, so I can save, so we can buy a house and I can put money towards it so I can invest in things in our home, which I do, and contribute to our home financially, which I do. Um, I would love to be able to send my money, you know, to family. So an an increase in... um, Uh, funds every month, my income would be great. But all I'm saying is that I eliminated so many things, specifically so many people. And I made some changes that took me like a year, year and a half to make. 
and they're happening and they've happened and I'm working just as hard as I was and I'm happier. And so I'm going to end my podcast. It's going to end now. I'll see you guys online. Ciao.